Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, did this dude just did this? With the 20th pick in the 2016 NBA Draft, the Indiana Pacers select Karis LeVert from the University of Michigan. The problem is you don't want to mess with a bat because, as you may know, they can be ratted. But there goes our test after somebody in the stands. And he is going after a fan, and he is waylaying a fan, and this thing is now getting ugly. Got them all? Justin Holliday has come in all three. Do we have them all? He did first time in NBA history. They had three brothers on the floor at the same time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Born Ready to Pod Podcast. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We already know the NBA and NHL is in full swing. The women's and men's college basketball tournament is in full swing with Sweet 16 and Elite 8 action right here, right now, this weekend. And so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest at Bet Online. It's the spot to be for all your bracketology needs. Bet online as you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Can you believe that? It's free. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. If you put $100 in, you get $50 in free bets. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. If you're not buying your sneakers from eBay Sneakers, what are you doing? I literally spent $300 on sneakers today. I bought the Air Max 90s, the Stan Smith Greens, and some low-top Nikes for the summer. From rare dead stock to latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you've been looking for on eBay, the original sneaker marketplace. eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers. Each purchase you make before March 31st through eBay.com slash sneakers will enter you in a drawing for one of one pair of Air Force One low tops. Just send a screenshot of your purchase to at Armchair Media on Twitter or Instagram. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. So you know you're getting the best deal and the best sneaker every time ebay.com slash sneakers and it's free to sell sneakers on ebay up to a hundred dollars and over sneakers are sold for free on ebay so get there buy sell do whatever you got to do do it now ebay welcome back to a special edition episode here of the born ready to pod podcast my name is chris cook and joining me here today eric hawk and uh the other guy decided to uh, not join us here today so not sure where he's at but he's been heismaning for about the last hour so looks like it's just going to be us two today hawk that's fine that's the way i prefer it anyway yeah um and yeah i mean you know i'm under the weather today had to stay home from work um you know just had a rough night last night had one of those stomach bugs and you know i'm just persevering through and here i am recording with you so 
not really sure what his excuse is, but I know he doesn't have a better excuse than I do at this point. So, no. Um, what do you want to talk about first? I mean, we got a couple things to talk about here. Um, game last night, a little recap on that. We had the trade deadline moves today. So, what do you, what do you want to get into first here? I mean, we could start with the game last night just because I feel like that would it's fresh on everyone's mind. I didn't really watch a lot of it. I was playing poker on Wednesday nights, but I did see the Levert step back. And I think in the last – we've won three of four. Um, Detroit's not a great team. I don't even know what they did necessarily to make it close, but a win's a win, and Levert looks good, and that's what we've wanted for a long time. Yeah, the uh, the Pistons aren't good. They're 12-31. and 31. Um, they played a lot of competitive games this year, but they just can't close things out. Pacers have struggled mightily at home this year. Yeah. Um, I believe they had lost six straight at home going into this game. So they have not been playing well at home. And and so this was a, you know, a win that they really desperately needed, you know, against a, a bad team at home. You can't give games like this away, especially after, you know, the games they had just played recently before all those tough games that were on the schedule. Um, but if you look at, you know, not just this game, but looking ahead, I mean, schedule gets a lot easier. And I know we've been very pessimistic with how this season's played out. And a lot of fans have as well, rightfully so. But I'm not saying there's light at the end of the tunnel. I won't say that. But maybe there's like a, you know, maybe we can see, you know, maybe a glimmer or some type of sunshine at the end of the tunnel. I, I'm not saying the light's fully there. We don't know how this thing's going to end. But if you look at that schedule coming up, there's there's a good chance for you know this team to rally off some wins and, and get ahead of uh, get ahead of 500 you know for the first time in what seems like you know 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now they sit at, at 20 and 23. They're currently the nine seed, and so you know how the playoffs have shaken out the playing games from seven to ten this year. So right now they would qualify to play in that play-in, um, but they're only a game in a, or excuse me they're only two games back behind uh, the Hornets who are currently the four seed. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's plenty of opportunity for this team to rise up in the standings. Um, you know, big win last night, as you mentioned, Karis Levert, 20, uh, 28, 27, 28 points, something like that. Definitely his best game as a pacer so far, um, and hit that big three there at the end. So, yeah. uh, made a lot of people forget, you know, about the, uh, the other guy who used to make those big shots, the pacers. Um, so we'll get more on him here in a little bit, but, uh, yeah, I, I, <clears throat> I, uh, I was pleased with the win. Um, you know, obviously I wish we could have beaten them by more, but uh, it was a close game and a win is a win. Um, and you got to win those games at home. Pacers are 8-12 and 12 at home this year, so that's not going to cut it. They have a better road record. They're over 500 on the road this year, which is pretty shocking. They've had, I don't know how many years now, whatever the, the streak is, they've had a winning record at home. So that's in jeopardy. Um, but they have a good chance to uh, climb up in the standings now. But my counterpoint to that, you know, a little bit here is, is the trade deadline today. Um, I feel like a lot of teams, you know, specifically ahead of the Pacers, as well as the, like the Chicago Bulls, who are currently a game back, they definitely got better. Um, yeah. You know, the Celtics, they added Evan Fournier um, and uh, ended up doing kind of a shocking trade, in my opinion, uh, trading Daniel Tice for Mo Wagner. I didn't really, that really didn't make much sense to me, but whatever. Um, but I feel like they got better today. Um, the Heat, obviously, I feel like got better today. They, they added Oladipo for pretty much pennies on the dollar. 
um, only trading Avery Bad- Bradley and Kelly Ole in it. And uh, looks like they're set to sign uh, LaMarcus Aldridge in free agency. And then the Bulls adding Vucevic, um, you know, adding two all-stars to that roster now. So, yeah, the, the Pacers decided to stand pat. I mean, I, I kind of expected it, but it was a little disappointing because this team definitely has some moves they need to make. So um, what, what are your thoughts about, you know, how these standings have shaken out, you know, where the Pacers currently are, are at and, and how these deadline moves can impact the the seedings going forward for the rest of the year? Yeah, I think I, it's hard to say how Fournier is going to do in Boston. I mean, they've just vastly underperformed everyone's expectations. Fournier tweeted, Boston's fans, if you've never heard of me, Google my name, <laughs> which is if you Google it, it, it's it's some kind of penis infection is what Fournier means. The gangrene, acute neurotic infection of the scrotum penis or peninium. So, I'm, so he's kind of shooting back at Boston fans that are, are disrespecting him online, which happens everywhere at this point. So who cares? But the heat definitely got better in my eyes too, which is a little scary because we know we can never beat them. And Old Depot, you know, just never really got it going with the Rockets. I mean, what, they lose like 20 straight or something, something abysmal. Yeah. Just, yeah. you know, so they were never the team we had to worry about, but just the Bulls, the Bulls getting Vucevic scares me. I mean, we had to play Vucevic all the time, but now that they've got seemingly some competent organizational skills around that team, and they made a push for Lonzo Ball, which we've seen what he can do this year. He's vastly improved, MIP in my opinion. I'm just I'm thrilled they didn't get him because I, I've never really had to worry about the Bulls post Derrick Rose, and you know now this team's looking like something that could be, and they didn't really have to give up much in my opinion for that either. So as far as the big team, the big moves in the East, I think you'd give it. I think Bulls one, Heat two, Celtics three, and then I'm probably forgetting a couple moves in there somewhere. But, you know, the Pacers just stood by and they waved LeCue. So we didn't get better. The plan, you know, from a fan's perspective was always get fully healthy. You don't really need to make a lot of trades. And then the season happened, you know, and we underperformed, had some injuries. So we were thinking maybe something would happen. But, you know, moving Sabonis or Turner, I feel like you're going to need – you're going to need some time to think about it and move around. So maybe it's more of a off season move anyway. So I'm still optimistic that something will get done before next season. Let's be honest. We're not winning the title this year. We've, we've been saying that for a while. We just want to see progress. We just want to see good things happen. We want to see TJ McConnell do the my city when Levert hits a beautiful step back. Like (laughs) as far as fans go, I'm fine with that. Now, if we can keep this level of play up and continue to show signs and get better, get Warren back healthy. I mean, there's a lot still to be optimistic about, even though we've seen the negatives that can happen. So it's this give and take with Pacers fans right now. We'll be around 500. This team is too good not to be in the playoffs. I still believe that, especially with the vert now. So I'm still somewhat optimistic, way more so than I was two weeks ago. Yeah. And I, I mean, I wasn't expecting any game changing or earth shattering moves by them today, but I am a little disappointed that they didn't do something. Um, it just feels like the same tune every year where we, you know, pretty much stand pat and we get swept in the first round. So yeah. it kind of looks like that's the trend we're headed on right now. But like you said, we're not winning a championship this year, but if we could at least see, you know, this team take, you know, maybe a risk, a little bit of risk or something like that, make a little move, you know, just to, rejuvenate this fan base right now i think that i think they really missed the mark today because 
I mean, there were players to be had yeah. that didn't cost much. Um, you noted Vucevic. I mean, he was traded for Wendell Carter Jr. and Otto Porter. Um, you know, Carter Jr. was a higher pick a few years ago, but he's definitely not performed up to the standards that the Bulls would like him to. And, and Otto Porter, you know, I feel like is he's on a bad contract. He's likely going to get bought out by the Magic. Um, I feel like he's a little bit overrated. So there's not much that they're getting in that deal, in my opinion. And then obviously they're getting some picks, you know, as well that are that the Bulls are sending out to them. But you're acquiring an all-star, and, and that's what you have to do is you have to pay draft picks and, and, you know, good young talent for that. And and then Fournier, I mean, he was dealt for two second round draft picks. Yeah. Um, and then like the move that just happened a little bit ago is Reddick and Melly for, for two bench guys and a second round pick. I mean, we have more second round picks than anybody, I feel like. And those are two yeah, shooters yeah. that, you know, we could have used. I, I would be interested to see if we even explored something like that. It seems like we probably didn't. So that's just another deal. You know, going down the line, I'm looking at all these. Marquise Chris has been traded. I don't even know for what. Kyle Lowry stayed put. That was kind of the big, the big uh, hubba blub today was where he was going. Ended up not going well, anywhere. Yeah, don't forget about Aaron Gordon. I mean, the, the yeah, Magic unloaded three guys. Gordon going to the Nuggets. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably a decent package that the Nuggets threw together for him. But still, I, I, I mean, I would rather be on the Nuggets side of the trade. Uh, they dealt Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a first round pick for Aaron Gordon, who, yeah. you know, isn't an all-star by any means, but he's a serviceable, serviceable, you know, number three or number four on your team. So there, there was just a lot of deals that I'm thinking to myself, you know, that didn't cost much to get, you know, this player. Why didn't we try to pursue that? Especially when this team needs some wing help and some shooters off the bench. And, you know, you got guys like Aaron Holiday who's out of the rotation right now. Why couldn't we look at, you know, trying to, you know, look and see what we could get for him now? Because if, if he doesn't play the rest of the season, we're not going to get any anything for him next offseason. So, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been on the let's get Aaron Holiday out of here for a while. I've seen people complaining he's sitting on the bench. Well, I mean, he got seven shots up against Milwaukee and he missed them all from what I saw. So that that experiment has run its course, in my opinion. And I bet you could have only- got another second rounder for that. And Sumner has been severely outplaying him. He's yeah. been playing great yeah, off the we bench. We didn't even mention him, but he got 18 last night, probably a career high. Yeah. Um, I think he's got somewhere in the 20s, but uh, yeah. 15, you look at 15, that's kind of where you're looking at. You just look at him as a 15-point guy. Yeah, definitely. Um, Norman Powell, who there was yeah. a report that came out that he was – the Pacers were interested in getting him in the offseason and overpaying for him, which doesn't really make sense to me. He was traded to Portland for Gary Trent and Rodney Hood. Um, I felt like this trade was pretty even. I do think Gary Trent's a solid player. Rodney Hood, I mean, you know my thoughts on him. You know, Jake's big Rodney Hood guy. He, he just sucks in my opinion. But, uh, um, you know, I, I – uh, I like this move, I think, for both sides. I don't think it really hurts either team, and I don't think it significantly makes, you know, the the Blazers much better. Um, no, I don't but, yeah, that. I mean, just I'm going down the line that here. you want to overpay for in the offseason, you think that, you know, maybe we try to get him on here in the regular season so we wouldn't have this problem. Because the Norman Powell, yeah. he's had a great year, and he's a, a wing player that can definitely help. But then – almost with Levert and Warren, like you'd have to maybe move Warren at that point, which is fine. I mean, it's better to have all these options than none of these options, you know? Yeah. 
And, and can you tell me what the hype is about this? Uh, is it Talon Horton Tucker, Talon, Talon, whatever his name is? THT? He's, yeah, THT off the Lakers. They were they were refusing to put him in a deal for Kyle Lowry, which that's kind of I think where you know the deal had held up at. They didn't want to get rid of him, and I think he had a couple good preseason games, but other than that, he hasn't played much this year. It just seems like his stock is so high because of you know Lakers fans on Twitter acting like he's you know the second coming of LeBron James or something. Yeah, the um, THT hype started last year in their first round playoff game. I think he came in and hit five threes in their first game against a shit team. You know, those weren't serious minutes, but he got some role-playing minutes and he hit five threes. And he's just – he's big, athletic, and he can get to the rim. And I think a lot of people look at that and say he's just raw talent, raw talent, raw talent. But he hasn't been able to spread his wings necessarily yet in L.A., but they they see something in there. And, you know, they, they're an organization that wins titles. So, you know, maybe they know something we don't. Yeah. Um the Hawks and uh, Clippers doing kind of a meaningless deal, but Lou Williams going back home to Atlanta with all the strip clubs, yeah. uh, getting dealt to the Hawks in exchange for Rajon Rondo and a couple uh, second-round picks, I think. Yeah, no, Lou Williams had the second-round picks, so the Hawks got a couple second-round picks in that scenario. So Lou Williams getting up there in age. He's, he's uh, not as you know explosive as he used to be, but a uh, nice little homecoming for him there to uh, – to go back home and, and attend those strip clubs on a regular basis. Yeah, get those lemon pepper wings from Magic City. I mean, that's <laughs> what he's known for doing. Um, and this is another guy that I thought, well, why didn't the Pacers try to explore this, especially considering Nate Bjorkgren's relationship with the guy. But uh, Terrence Davis, who I know has had some legal issues, and but he seems like a decent young player, and all he was dealt for was a second-round draft pick from the Raptors to the Kings. So that one didn't really make sense to me either. It just feels like there's a lot of, diff, you know, solid young talent, I felt like, that was dealt for pretty much nothing. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I wasn't that surprised just because this is what we've come to expect. And, you know, giving up, I don't even know what to say at this point because it's just – it's 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 deflating, but at the same time it's predictable. So I'm not that upset about it because this is what I saw coming all the way. But it would have been nice, you know, other than just waving Jalen LeCue to get a guy like Terrence <laughs> Davis or get a, you know, a veteran in the locker room. I mean, what we're going to do is we're going to look at the buyout market and we're going to get somebody that, you know, no one else necessarily wants that – maybe will help us a couple games, but it's not going to make a big impact. And that's, that's kind of where we've been at. Otto Porter jr. Yeah. God, don't say it. I see a lot of people on Twitter praising him and wanting him to come in here. And then I also see a, a trend for Rondé Hollis Jefferson. It's like, these guys are, you know, they're decent players and there's no reason that Rondé Hollis Jefferson shouldn't be on an NBA team. I mean, the guy can't shoot with the shit, but I mean, come on guys, Th- these guys aren't game changers. <laughs> Yeah, I These mean, guys were, I was looking at, I was watching the jump earlier and they were acting like Kyle Lowry was, you know, Gary Payton or Steph Curry. It made no sense. <laughs> I mean, he's an average point guard. And like Jake says, if you look around the league, teams don't really need point guards. And if I stack up Kyle Lowry, he's not even in my top 10 point guards. Yeah, he's a, he's a dog and he's a good player. He won a title because some guys got injured and Kawhi Leonard, you know, was there. He's not necessarily, before that, he was always a bust, so. I don't know. The value on guys in the NBA always blows my mind, whether it be too high or too low, like Kelly Olenek, for example. It, it, it's it's baffling. Yeah, and speaking of Kelly, I mean, he was traded along with Avery Bradley in a draft swap, 
in exchange for Victor Oladipo mm -hmm. from the Heat to the uh, Houston Rockets. So the Houston Rockets had that deal earlier in the season where they ended up taking Lavert from the Nets, flipping him to the Pacers in exchange for Victor Oladipo. Things obviously didn't work out. Um, and Oladipo just pretty much got traded for a bag of chips and some socks. I mean, there's uh, – this was a, you know, I, I just don't understand Houston's thought process here. Why on earth, even from the beginning, did they want to go get Victor Oladipo when they had a good young piece on their roster in Karis LeVert? They knew they weren't winning after they traded James Harden. They knew they weren't going to probably make the playoffs, you know, in a deep Western conference. And what do they do? They, they trade for a guy who's coming off a major injury. Um, they trade a nice young piece for him. And then they trade him a few months later for dog shit. Yeah, he gets there and immediately the first thing he says was, I don't really want to be here. <laughs> like, like, way to shoot yourself in the foot, Houston. I mean, Houston has, has swung and missed big the last couple of years. I mean, from Chris Paul to James Harden, Russell Westbrook, John Wall. I mean, they, they literally go for the home run every time and it never works. Yeah, and I think I was mentioning this earlier in the chat. There's no other team, I think, that's in a worse place right now than the Rockets. No, you think and, of that's, and that's maybe why, you know, that's the argument against Pritchard, why he doesn't do some of these things. We still have draft capital. We look around and we see a lot of guys that we think have potential to be traded, at least for seconds, you know, what we already have. So there's two sides to it, and, you know, we still – I think next year – we talked about it is Pritchard's make or break year. And I thought it would be this year, but if we make the playoffs, I think it'll be next year. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We already know the NBA and NHL is in full swing. The women's and men's college basketball tournament is in full swing with sweet 16 and elite eight action right here, right now, this weekend. And so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest at BetOnline. It's the spot to be for all your bracketology needs. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Can you believe that? It's free. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. If you put $100 in, you get $50 in free bets. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. If you're not buying your sneakers from eBay sneakers, what are you doing? I literally spent $300 on sneakers today. I bought the Air Max 90s, the Stan Smith's greens, and some low-top Nikes for the summer. From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you've been looking for on eBay, the original sneaker marketplace. eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers. Each purchase you make before March 31st through eBay.com slash sneakers will enter you in a drawing for one of one pair of Air Force One low tops. Just send a screenshot of your purchase to at armchair media on twitter or instagram with ebay's authenticity guarantee your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators so you know you're getting the best deal and the best sneaker every time ebay.com slash sneakers and it's free to sell sneakers on ebay up to a hundred dollars and over sneakers are sold for free on ebay so get there buy sell do whatever you got to do do it now ebay yeah, I don't see anything happening this year regardless. Yeah, you got a new coach and, and the injuries and TJ Warren still has to come back, which there is a report that he 
could be back before the playoffs, but still, I mean, he's hasn't played since December. Yeah. So people are going to expect him to come out there and, and be himself right off the bat, but it's, it's going to take him some time to get back to form. And we likely won't see, you know, actual TJ Warren in action, you know, playing as himself until, you know, next year. So I see a lot of fans relying on that and saying that, you know, online that, well, we got TJ Warren coming back, you know, it's pretty much like adding another piece, but I mean, I mean, let's pump the brakes. Yeah, he I mean, hasn't played since December. He's coming off a foot injury. He is going to take some time to get back into the fold. He's not just going to come out there and drop 55 points. Uh, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that's not happening. Yeah, I mean, we were at that Bulls game when Old Depot came back. He looked absolutely awful until he hit that the, the shot that tied it. Took Levert seven or eight games to have the game he had last night. I mean, he showed signs, but you definitely just can't come back from an injury of, of something that significant and just – just play your ass off and play ready to go. We all know that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they ended up, they didn't, didn't make a move about 40 minutes ago. Um, they waived Jalen McHugh, who had, I think I saw he play a total of 12 minutes this year, all in probably garbage time. So wasn't really an impact player for the team. Didn't have any plans for the future for this guy. So I'm, I'm not sure who's going to be on the buyout market or whatnot, but I mean, at this point, that's kind of a, you know, a telltale sign there that, you know, they're going to pursue somebody to bring in here off the buyout market. And that's kind of their plan, you know, for this offseason to add another guy. Rather than make a trade, they want to wait and see who becomes available. Uh, back in 2018, it was Trevor Booker. Back in 19, it was Wesley Matthews. I don't think they did it last season. So last it seems season to be was, like. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They didn't do it last season. Yeah, it seems to be Pritchard's M.O. is, you know, getting a guy off the buyout market. Um, And I don't know who that's going to be. Could be Otto Porter Jr. Um, You know, whatever. I mean, he's a decent basketball player, but he's not game changing. Um, Hopefully it's not Jeff Teague. I saw he's getting bought out. Hopefully it's not him. We've already been and done, you know, we've had that experiment. We don't want that again. And plus he's gotten way worse since then. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they plan on doing with this team. Um, But I think, you know, we both can agree. They need to look at getting a player who is, who can shoot mostly because that's what this team's lack. This team lacks is, is shooting. I mean, obviously you want a guy who can play defense and can create their own shot, but uh, I don't know. This team lacks a lot of shooting in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, last night with Sumner hitting four, which was wild. And then Lavert hitting four was probably their better shooting night. And it took kind of almost a miracle game for that to happen. So do you think Lance Stevenson is even an option with that roster spot? Because <laughs> last year the rumor was, you know, he might have been signed right before the pandemic is what people were saying. Well, yeah, that. so I guess we could use that as last year since the pandemic kind of screwed that up. So Lance yeah. would have been the signing event at that point. Uh, I don't think they're going to bring him in. I don't really see a fit for him on this team. He can't shoot. Yeah. Uh, the only thing he would do was light a fire under the fan base's ass. Um, he's a guy that if, you know, they ended up, having you know if they end up having uh you know more people come to games he's a guy you bring in to get you know asses in the seats um so if they can add more people to come to games that's why they would do that move but i just don't see a fit for him um as as much as it pains me to say i mean you already have tj mcconnell off the bench who you know 
I would rather have in that role. Um, and then a couple other guys. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't see that happening, but I see a big, there's a big, uh, big movement on Twitter right now that's saying Lance Stevenson come back to the Pacers. Yeah. There's a lot of Twitter has just been going crazy lately. I've been seeing articles that, you know, some of the players on the Pacers don't necessarily jive with Bjorkren. Have you seen those articles? Yeah, it's, you're not going to, it's, everything's not going to be perfect. I mean, yeah, these guys had played for a coach, you know, for, you know, several years. And I mean, they ended up eventually, they got him fired, especially Malcolm Brogdon. He was very vocal in getting Nate McMillan out of here. So it seems like those two have a good relationship. Not everything's going to be easy. Things are changing for them. Something they used to do in the past, Bjorkman doesn't want to do. It's like, I, I don't expect everything, you know, to just be a, a smooth ride. There's going to be issues along the way. But it seems like these people on Twitter are just kind of overblowing things. Um, That's what Twitter and, does, yeah. Yeah, and there's no chance he gets – there's no chance he, he gets fired at the end of this year. No. I mean, he's got a lot of proof. Don't get me wrong. There's there's still a lot that he has to prove. He's a rookie coach, and obviously he's going to make rookie coaching mistakes. But uh, I think it's a little premature to uh, say that he's lost the locker room when he's only been the head coach for like three or four months. I mean, come on, people. Yeah, I, I know agree. we're pessimistic on this podcast, especially Jake, but let's, ha- let's have, you know, some realistic, you know, expectations. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that's that's all overblown and just clickbait stuff. And it's funny because the video of Victor Oladipo now is resurfacing on Twitter where he did a post-game interview after winning for the Rockets. And he said, you know, it just felt like a, a good place for him because going through his career, it feels like teams kept quitting on me. That was after the Pacers traded for him. <laughs> Um, which really meant he just wanted to go to the Miami Heat all along. Yeah. That's what that, that comes down to. Um, oh, yeah, report now, 30 minutes ago, Chris Haynes, multiple teams eyeing Otto Porter Jr., who's headed to Orlando as a potential buyout pickup uh, for the veteran forward. Plans right now are to remain with the team, but they could he could be bought out. Yeah, listen, so I don't like Otto Porter, but, I mean, for the right price – he is a good defender still. I mean, for all else you can say about him, and never worked out in Chicago necessarily, but I, I don't really know if he can even shoot anymore. But, you know, it's not. it wouldn't be the worst option is what I'm saying. Let's just say it would match this team's identity because all they ever do is get hurt. They have a lot of guys <laughs> who just can't stay healthy. So True. this would just add another guy who's always out. Um, and I got to say, I was kind of hoping the Pacers would have brought back, you know, Thad Young in this uh, uh, trade deadline. I was thinking um, about that. Even we were playing the Bucks. Giannis wasn't playing, obviously, and they still blew us out. A game we didn't talk about because fuck that game. But that was the one guy when he was on our team. I mean, Giannis would still get 25, 30 points, but he'd have to earn it. And we'd be in those games because of him playing defense. So I think if you're a team in the East, seriously considering it, like it's kind of crazy that I don't know. Is he going to get bought out? Do we think? I don't think he'll get bought out. I think they would have looked at moving him. Yeah. I don't even know if he was available, but it just made it just makes so much sense because I feel like he's like that four that the Pacers desperately need right now. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I never thought we should have let him go. I mean, him and Bojan, those that year was so fun, and then you know the next year happened, and then we let him go. So, still kind of hurts. Yeah. Um, 
so looking ahead on the schedule here, let's get back to more Pacers action before we wrap this thing up. Um, actually, we've got some text messages, text messages here. Let's see if Jake has responded. He has said that he can record around 8 o'clock tonight. Um, so that's, that's not going to work out for him, I hate to say it. Uh, but looking at the games ahead, um, Pacers travel to Dallas tomorrow night on Friday to play the Mavericks. Um, you know, the Mavericks have, in my opinion, have underachieved this year. I think I predicted them to be a four seed in the Western Conference. Right now, I believe they are sitting they are sitting at the seven seed. So they still got some work to do there. But you know, they're a formidable appointment appointment, a formidable team. Uh, it's gonna be a tough game. Always seems like it's a tough game when we play in Dallas. Um, and then they obviously have Luca, so that's going to be a, a tough game there for the Pacers. I think tomorrow night, not sure that we're going to pull that one out. But if you look ahead, um, next week, Pacers play at Washington. Uh, the Wizards have been piss poor all season, and then a big game coming up that we're definitely going to have to record after next Wednesday, March 31st, Victor Oladipo in the Miami Heat come to Indianapolis to square off against the Pacers at 7 o'clock p.m. Let's go. So that's going to be a big game. Uh, Pacers are 2-0 against the Heat this year, which is weird to say. because Shocking. We, we could not beat them last year except for a garbage game that we beat them, uh, beat them in, you know, where nobody played. But that'll be an electric game. Do you think the fans there, you know, very limited fans, do you think that he's going to get booed? Uh, I think it'll be a mix. I think the cheers will outweigh the booze. Like I said, it was never a Paul George situation. You know, he kind of backstabbed us at the end, so maybe. It just depends on the fans there, I guess. You know, Indy has a history of booing through Paul George, Andrew Luck, Victor Oladipo. So I wouldn't be surprised either way. It'll be interesting to see. I think if he comes in as a Houston Rocket, I don't think there's any booze, but now that he's a part of the Miami, that's true. The Heat does out of nowhere all along. Um, a team that the Pacers have, you know, historically had a rivalry with the last ten years or so. A team that, you know, that rivalry's kind of been sparked up, even though they've been beating our ass more than we've been beating theirs. Um, I, I think, I think, you know, now that he's on the Heat, and you know, this is kind of what Pacers fans thought all along: is he just wants to go to Miami. He ends up getting his wish. So, yeah, if I think he was on the Rockets, I don't think there's any chance. But now that he plays on the Heat, I think he's about to get smoked. That's a good point. I mean, if I was there, I would 100% boo. So I would hope everyone else would too. And if you're listening to this and you're going to that game, please boo. I mean, just do it for me. Yeah, and, and people I see too, like they're wishing him success. It's like, well, shoot, I hope he has a healthy career and he plays for, you know, another 10 years and – not wishing any ill will on him like that. I mean, he came back from a major injury, but like, I'm not going to be mad if he only averages like eight points a game. Like that would make me happy. Yeah. And if his team loses 20 some games in a row, that's, that's going to make me happy as well. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to wish for him to go out there and average 40 points a game, win MVP and win a title. Like I want this dude to stink. Like, I don't want him to be good. I want, Especially now that he's on the Heat, like with the with the Rockets, I didn't care. Like I don't even know what he was averaging there. Like who cares? But now that, especially that he's on the Heat, it's like, no, dude, I want you to average five points a game. Uh, I hope you have continued health. You, you play another ten years, like I said. But 
I hope next week when we play you, I hope you have zero points and you go over 30 from the field because that would make me happy. Do you think if Harrow had a, the year he had in the bubble that this deal would have happened? Because there was rumors that the Lowry deal, they wanted Harrow and, you know, Miami wouldn't give it up. Obviously I wouldn't have done that either, but do you bring in another guard like that as playmaker like that? If, if Harrow's has the year he had in the bubble, do you do that? Just because he struggled this season is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, based on what they paid for him, I think it makes sense regardless, even if he was playing, you know, like he did because they, they, I mean, they gave up nothing to get him. Yeah. So true. it's pretty much no harm, no foul. And, and even if, you know, he hero was playing like he had been last season, you could even bring Oladipo off the bench. You might not be happy about that, but I mean, I mean, this, this roster, I mean, they're set up pretty like I don't know what they're gonna do because you have Goran Dragic. All right, we're back. We're back recording now. Yep. Yeah, so they have Goran Dragic, who I'm not sure is healthy right now. Who's their starting point guard? At least was last year in the bubble and had a great playoffs. Uh, then you're likely gonna have Oladipo at the two. You are gonna have Jimmy Butler at the three. You're gonna have Lamarcus Aldridge, who's gonna sign with them at the four. And then bam at the five. So it's like they're going to have to bring Duncan Robinson now off the bench as well as Tyler Hero. So it's like, I don't know. I guess it's kind of maybe just like a test run and, and see how Oladipo plays to finish this year out because they have some good young talent now coming off the bench. It's like with Duncan Robinson, I feel like he needs to play with you know a guy like Jimmy Butler and Drogic and all those guys I think he needs to play with those guys on a regular basis is he going to get those minutes with those guys off the bench I mean he could definitely take a step back um yeah. you know not getting as much playing time and then playing with some of those bench guys so don't get me wrong their their roster is definitely I feel like they have a you know they're not going to win the east but they're definitely I feel like a top 4 team in the east easily um yeah, I agree maybe even top 3 but uh yeah, they got a lot of decision-making to do now because they have a lot of depth at that wing position. Yeah, and, you know, Pat Riley seems to just keep doing good things. So he got Old Depot for cheap. That They're probably happy about that. So whatever. Yeah, and I mean, just complete stupidity from the Houston Rockets. I yes. Mean, you, I just will never understand that. I I know I mentioned it earlier. It's just it's baffling to me. Um but anyways, enough about Oladipo. Hope he beat his ass next week. Um, yep. I do want to say, so I was saying the schedule's promising. Looking ahead, this is the month of April. 16 games, a few back-to-backs here. But let me roll through uh, some of these opponents. We got the Charlotte Hornets without LaMelo Ball. You have the San Antonio Spurs, Chicago Bulls, Timberwolves, Magic, Grizzlies, Clippers, Rockets. Jazz, which is definitely going to be a loss, but still. Um, you have the Hawks, Spurs, Thunder, Pistons, Magic, Trailblazers, and Nets. So, very favorable schedule for the Pacers starting next month. Um, and hopefully, you know, they can take advantage of that and go maybe like, you know, 11 and 5, 10 and 6. I think that would that'd be a good spark for them going into May to finish up the season. Yeah, that's definitely possible with that schedule. I mean, 
against the Jazz and the Nets, those are probably losses. But any of those other games, I think if we play well, we can win. So it's definitely a, it's the dark days of the season, I feel like, maybe are past us. And so hopefully, you know, from here on out, we, we play well into the playoffs. That's for sure. Hope so. So that's all I have for today. Do you have anything else you want to add before we close this up? No, just fuck Sam Sinclair. He got exposed on Twitter. He's a piece of shit, like we all knew. And uh, we just got back from Vegas last week. That's why you haven't heard from us. We had a good time out there, I'd say. Yeah, it was fun. Um, You know, made – didn't make any money, but didn't lose any money, really. So, you know, you can't complain about that. But, uh, you know, nice to see some March Madness action there. It was cool to see that. Um, but yeah, getting back to the swing of this swing of things back here at home this week has sucked. And then considering, you know, I was up all night on the toilet for five or six hours last night proceeding into this morning. It's, it's been a rough, rough, you know, 16 hours for me. Um, and, and I'm feeling a lot better now. I can't complain. I think it's just one of those quick stomach bugs. A lot of people are making the joke saying you have COVID. Um, I don't think it's COVID because I get this at least once a year, usually from children, as creepy as that might sound. I think my daughter gave it to me this time. Um, I got it a couple of years ago for my niece. And then a few years before that, I got it from some punk ass middle school kid um, that played at a local school. He, they had a bunch of sickness going over there when I was coaching. So, so yeah, I, I, uh, I've gotten this several times from kids and, and unfortunately you know, it, it, it hurt getting it from my niece. I will say that, but when it, when you get it from your own kid, I mean, it just, it sucks. So I'm kind of pissed off at her, uh, <laughs> but I think I'll get over it because she's only like seven, seven months old. So, but yeah, it, it's been a rough, I, I won't go into details. I'll spare you guys the details on how, you know, my last day has been, but it's been rough. I never usually call off work and, and I couldn't go in today. I absolutely could not. So, but yeah, I am here for you, you guys. Could have shit through a screen door, as as I like to say. <laughs> oh, there is there is absolutely no question about that. Um, you know, had the toilet and the trash can method going on at the same time um, for several different times. I was up about seven times. Um, so yeah, it's been rough. I wouldn't wish this on my my worst enemy. Um, yeah, it, it sucks, and you know, I've I've gotten it out of the way for this year. And, and now I got, you know, maybe another 12 months before I got to have this happen to me again. So well, that's good to hear. I'm glad you're doing better. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So, all right, that'll wrap this up. I uh, appreciate you guys tuning in and uh, we will be back here shortly for some more recaps of the games. Um, and for sure, we'll be back on after that Miami game. I'm just praying to God it is not a blowout loss. I want something fun to talk about. I don't even care if it's a close loss. If it's a blowout win, hell yes. But we are going to be psyched up to beat Oladipo's ass next Wednesday. So appreciate you guys tuning in, and we will talk to you guys soon. See ya.